The following is a Raygun armed, faster than light presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Sci-Fi Film School for Monday, February 27th, 2012. This is episode number 23. I'm Dave Nelson. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Matt Stein. Hello, Matt. Hey, Dave. It's March, it's March 5th. What did I say? You said February 27th. Oh, you know why? Because <laughs> we were supposed to do the show last week, but you got sick. So this is actually your fault. It's always my fault. That's the story of my life. I hear it from you. I hear it from my Dave's wife. Dave's fault for not updating, yeah. not paying attention to it, details. It is my fault. Well, and, and the thing is, is if I update it <clears throat> before Dad reads it, he yells at me because I'm changing it. Okay. So I can't enough, even try and a, Enough things. with the dad talk, okay? We have a girl present with us tonight. Uh, that voice right there that you heard a few minutes ago is Inertia. How are you, Inertia? Good. How are you? Good. You are our special guest. Do you feel special? I feel special. It feels like the babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Children. Yeah, this is going to... You know what? I had a feeling that this was going to go this way with you two. <laughs> You're going to be picking on me the whole damn time. I eventually <laughs> she'll get sick of dealing with you and just pick on me. I'll get her one of those little, like, uh, the ringmaster hats and a whip. Okay. And run the circus. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, this is the podcast where we watch a different sci-fi movie each week and then discuss it, discuss it and then quiz, do a little quiz, a little test at the end. Uh, we record the show live on Spreecast.com every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. For our viewers, feel free to uh, ask questions or make a comment. I see that we have some regulars in here. Casey is in the chat room. Thank you for joining us, Casey. We also have... Mel is with us as well, and a, a guest who is not signed into Spreecast. And for those of you not signed into Spreecast, it's very easy to do. All you have to uh, do is sign in using your Facebook and or, well, just or. There's no and or. It's or, Facebook or Twitter credentials. All right, if, um, if you guys are ready, are you guys ready? Ready. If I say no, does it matter? No, you have no choice in the matter, no, so exactly. let's just start. <laughs> this week's assignment was the 1980 movie Battle Beyond the Stars, produced by Roger Corman, a man famous for his B-movies, such as uh, Rock and Roll High School, Death Race 2000, Galaxy of Terror, Forbidden World, and Piranha, among many more. You should check out the list of his movies one time. It's huge. Uh, anyways, um, this was intended as a Magnificent Seven in Outer Space, a film which was a Western remake of the Akira, uh, Akira Kurosawa movie, Seven Samurai. So this is kind of like a remake of a remake of a remake. It's kind of confusing. Okay, there were left it at a remake. <laughs> uh, there were some pretty heavy hitters. There were some pretty heavy hitters in this movie, including uh, composer James Horner. He is famous for Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Um, he obviously did the score. Special effects were directed by James Cameron. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. Um, this was like. 
You, you know, you guys can talk when I ask you a question. Shaking your head on an audio podcast really doesn't work, okay? <laughs> My mom always told well, me if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Well, I have nothing good to say about James Cameron. Okay. All right. See, that's all you had to say, okay? I was running through the list of uh, Avatar jokes in my head and just decided to say nothing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so that was it. Was it was James Cameron's first break? He was like kind. Of, he was like he began as like an assistant on this film, and he kind of just worked his way up as the film went along. So um, there was a huge. This is the turning point in James Cameron's career. Uh, the film starred Richard Thomas, best known as John Boy from uh, the TV show The Waltons. Robert Vaughn, who was actually in the Magnificent, Magnificent Seven, which this film was based on. George Papard from the A-Team. John Saxon and Darlene uh, Flugel. F-L-U-E-G-E-L. Uh, with a runtime of 104 minutes, the movie was shot on a budget of $2 million. It's rated PG. Battle Beyond the Stars received a 40% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and has a 5.1 rating on IMDb. And you can read more about this film via the link that we'll put in the show notes at galacticnetcast.com. And for the chat room, here is the link right there. So, um, as we do always on this show, Matt, in your own words, tell us the story of Battle Beyond the Stars. This is my least favorite part. Um, so it's about this guy named Shad, and um, basically he he stops at this uh, this crap. I, I had the perfect explanation of this movie when I talked to you before and lost it because I knew I could do it in two sentences. Okay. This guy's traveling. And he stops at a planet and finds out that, um, what's his name, Sador, Sadir, Sador, as the uh, the converter that turns a planet into the sun. And he spends the rest of the movie trying to stop him. Okay. The story. All right, so that's your brief... A bunch dis- of crap happens between there and there, and then there's the, the, the sexy lady who's not really that good looking from, like, the neck up, from the neck down... <laughs> Even even my wife said something. She's like, "Man, she's really good looking until you get in the face." Yeah, I was like, "In the eighties, she was probably totally." You know what? I was gonna say butterface, <laughs> but I wasn't sure how you would feel about that term inertia, so I held back. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> See if, if you, you look at pictures. It out by now, it takes a lot to actually get me all. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, Challenge did, you see, did you not see my description on Get Glue for this movie? I forgot. I mean, really? Come on. Okay. I forgot what you said. So, <laughs> so say it, uh, share it with the rest of the class. Okay. Um, I guess if there's any kids listening, they should probably cover their ears. But yeah. my summary of this movie is basically it's a tale about a giant scrote flying through space looking for a hand. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was my summary yeah. of the movie. Wow. It's like, it's like 80s sci-fi porno with no real penetration. Yeah, you know what? You're exactly right. It's, it seemed that way. It's without the sex. It was like it had the story of a porno without the sex. Very good one, Matt. No, it totally did. Uh, yes, I did something right. All right, before we... Uh, no, and what I was going to say before is um, the... the 
the lady, I trying to find her real name real quick, uh, Sybil Banning, mm-hmm. she's actually not that bad looking right now. She's like 60. Let's see, I looked her up. Not a terrible looking girl. I feel like the the tight headdresses and like the sparkly eye makeup really ruined it for her. Yeah. No, you know, sometimes people, sometimes in movies, they try too hard to make a character look a certain way, and it ruins their natural beauty. And I feel like that's very much a 1980s and a very much a 1970s, 1980s thing. Uh, it's not so much anymore, and I'm f- thankful for that, but definitely back in the day, that's something that filmmakers were bound to do from time to time. Let's, let's be honest, no one was looking at her face. Yeah. And uh, there, there was a piece of trivia that I didn't include uh, later on in the show in our notes, but um, there was a piece of trivia about how they had a hard time keeping her outfit on. They had to use... I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was one scene toward the end. I was trying to figure out how they got it on her and situated so that you didn't see nipple. Mm-hmm. And I, the only conclusion I could come to is that they painted over it. Oh, yeah. They, I, they're, they're, it was this close to showing a nipple. I mean, there was hardly any space between the clothes and the nipple. There, I mean, it, it, well, there was, there was like a shoestring covering her nipple. Pretty much. And that's just not, that's not possible. I could go okay. on and on about that. Oh, yeah, so we could. And so let's continue on initially with... Initially, when she... I was going to say, initially when she came out with, like, the big headdress, my first thought was She-Ra. Mm-hmm. Princess of, the, <laughs> Princess of Power. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like, She-Ra was making a cameo in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. So before we move on, do you guys have anything more to say about the uh, the description? Can can you put it in any other words? <clears throat> um, do we want to stay not explicit? Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd prefer that you stay <laughs> within the boundaries of. So so with, then I'm done. Without swearing, you can't say anything more. <laughs> or uh, using bad I words. Could, I could. <laughs> well, I mean, I could, but I could uh, censor a quote from Billy Madison and just say, "Here's a nice piece of dookie." Okay. All right, so uh, that's the review. And before we continue on with what we learned, if you want to leave feedback on this episode and tell us how you feel about having Inertia as our guest host, because I think this is going really, really good so far, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the show. But if you have a comment either way, preferably positive, we like to hear positive things, uh, you can email us, galacticnetcast at gmail.com. Our voicemail number is 805-328-3966, or leave a comment on the episode page at galacticnetcasts.com. All right, so let's move on to uh, what we learned, and I will start. We learned why the Malmori came to Akir. I am Sador of the Malmori. I have come with my forces to conquer you. If you resist, I will crush you. Your harvest comes in seven risings of your red giant. I will return then, and you will accept me as your master. If you do not submit, your planet and all life on it will be burned to ash. When he said submit, I was totally thinking like... um, 
kinky sex submit. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess the show's going that direction. We might as well not stop now. I blame Inertia <laughs> with her description of this movie. Why do I get blamed? Because <laughs> you're the the uh, ship looks like a giant. Yeah, yeah, stroke. we got it. We got it. We got it. Okay. So would you be just a, saying? Would you be would you be scared if a huge ship a, a, a huge ship appeared in your sky <laughs> in your skies and this person was talking over a loudspeaker? Start drinking. <laughs> I'm like it's all over. No point in not stopping. All right, so you would just give up. And... Um, <laughs> that's my that's my life motto. When things get hard, just give up. <laughs> Mel in the chat room says, "Ship happens." Yes, exactly. Ship happens, <laughs> and then you die. All right, so Matt, much. tell us what you learned. Um, uh, we learned what the people of Akira plan to do to fight the Malamor or Malmori. We should hire mercenaries. We have no wealth to offer them. It's a violent fight for many reasons. Oh, yes, but then who will protect us against these mercenaries? For that, we have the Varda. Who will find them? I will. You? You're a boy. The Varda teach us that each form has its function. My brother is the only one who can fly Zed's ship. That's a junk pile. Junk pile? I've taken her up. I think she trusts me. I wonder if the line, he's a boy, was kind of an inside joke to his character on The Waltons, John Boy. I would think so. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Are you guys too young for the, for the Waltons? Have you guys seen The Waltons? I don't know how um, old. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I remember as a kid seeing a couple episodes, but not enough to really remember too much about the show. Okay, so. all right, just curious. I wasn't sure where we sat. I remember, hearing, I remember hearing the name John Boy, but the show, The Waltons, I was busy watching cartoons and playing Nintendo. Okay, because, you know, it was a huge thing in my house, and... Probably because I'm a lot older than you guys are, so there's that whole age range thing, a generational thing. Uh, I'm just, I was just curious where you guys landed in the whole Walton's department. So that's all. All right, Inertia, you're up. What do you, what do you got for us? All right. Uh, we learned that the kind people, uh, let's see, we learned the kind people, Sador, has. Oh, the kind of people Sador has working for I'm him. sorry, that's, I'm sorry my, that's my fault for writing it terribly. Here we go. Why are we slowing down? <laughs> we were ordered to watch the planet. To hell with orders. I want that ship. Remember Lobo? He disobeyed orders, and now Sador is wearing his left foot. Huh? Maybe we better go back. Yeah, Sador picked the the worst two people in his army to watch that planet. Dumb and dumber. They were just <coughs> they were so easily distracted and they were the dumbest they were the dumbest guards ever. I swear to god. It's a good thing there's not squirrels in space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> squirrels. What? Where? Let's go get them. Okay. Uh we learned what the doctor wants from Shad 
instead of helping him fight the Malmori. You don't mean that you want me to breed with your daughter? It seems a better fate than that offered by the Malmori, does it not? You would stay here in peace forever. Well, what about your daughter? Have you asked what she wants? Leprous? Skew? Escort the gentleman to Nanilia's room. He's got a lot to think about. Oh, yeah. Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't believe that we both did that. That is amazing. Um, you you want me to breed? This, see, this movie's got sexual innu- innuendo written all over it, man. A lot of sexual innuendo was, in this movie. That was the 80s, though. Everything was about sex and sex. Yeah, barely the night, barely the eighties. It was nineteen eighty. It was uh, just a brand new decade. All right, where are we? Uh, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, we learned what space. Co- done. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we learned what space cowboy thought of Akira fighting Sidor. We'll need experienced soldiers. Would you care to fight with us? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You see. You're fighting Sador. Sador's never lost a war. He never quits. You fight Sador, and you've got a snowball's chance in hell. Snowball? All right. So I think that Space Cowboy was the worst character in this whole damn movie. He was terrible. He should have kept his belt and just gotten rid of that character altogether. The belt was pretty awesome, though. Yeah, it was. It was. The. The the mix the drink mixing belt that was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, no, you know, eliminate the whole character and well, at least at least take out the whole folksy like I'm from Earth. I know all this stuff that you don't know. You know that was his whole shtick through the whole movie was using these Earth terms that nobody else knew about. Nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. Yeah, he's just an awful character. Yeah. Well, for being from everyone else, I shouldn't say everyone else, there's a number of other characters that resembled Earthlings in this movie that magically weren't from Earth. Mm-hmm. And even the people who didn't look like they were from Earth had terrible costumes. I mean, the, the special effects, the, the costume department, excuse me, really... Screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah, the costumes were the the costumes were bad. I thought the the special the the models, the the spaceship models weren't too bad. You could tell that you had somebody the caliber of James Cameron working on this film in in that area. But the costumes, yeah, you're right. They looked like they looked like porn knockoffs of Star Wars outfits, kind of. Back to the back to the porn again. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the point. Yeah. One in Rome. All right. Uh, where are we? Oh, it's a nurse's turn. Go ahead. My turn. No, is we it? Learned who the nurse is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's her turn. Okay. Go ahead. It's my turn. Yes. <laughs> uh, we learned who the Nestor are and why they wanted to help fight against Sador. There are hundreds of thousands like us at home and scattered throughout the universe. We are Nestor. Your clones. Sees, all see. What one knows, all know. And all of you want to help us? These five facets, yes. 
Four of us are required to operate this ship. What about the fifth? We always carry a spare. Thank you. You see, there is only one Nestor, one consciousness. As you might imagine, this has proven very lonely, very dull. We must avoid becoming... We believe you have a phrase for it. Becoming bored to death. All right, and you've got a bonus clip, uh, Inertia, so go ahead and uh, introduce it. All right. Um, We also learned why Gelt wanted to join the fight. All right, hang on. I just fast-forwarded when I didn't need to. All right. All right, here it is. I sleep with my back to the wall when I can sleep. I eat serpents seven times a week. It's not a major city in this galaxy where I can show my face or spend my wealth. Right now, your offer looks very attractive to me. A meal and a place to hide. I don't know why I gave you two clips. Maybe because you're the guest. I have, I, I'm special. And you're special. Thank you. All right. So basically what John Boy is doing in this part of the movie, he's, he's gathering his forces. He's getting his army together to fight... Um, Sador. So uh, that's where we're at. And uh, my turn. We learned how the seven ships were planning on defeating the Malmori. Like the rest of us, the Malmori ship has to lower part of its force field in order to fire. When the stellar converter is about to be activated, the ship is extremely vulnerable. Maximum spread capacity with an open shield delivery system. Exactly. They never bring out the converter until all opposition has been crushed by the fighters. Our job in the first contact will be to strip the big ship of its protection. So, did any of you guys see a lot of comparisons to Star Wars in this movie? Yes. Uh, At one point, Alyssa asked if uh, they had to pay George Lucas to use his phaser sounds. What part of the movie was that? Uh, towards the end, there was a space battle, I guess you could call okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so the sounds that the the lasers or the, the weapons were making. Yes. Uh, similar to, I'm not real hip on Star Wars, but uh, the only one I could think of is when Han Solo was in the Millennium Falcon shooting all the, the TIE fighters. Okay. Well, it's funny that you would say that because... They actually used the the effects, the sound effects that they used in this film were directly ripped off from the original Battlestar Galactica. If you were to listen, watch the original Battlestar Galactica TV show, you would hear the same sound effects as this movie had. Directly, the same exact. I mean, there's nothing different. I'll take your word for it. Well, and the reason why I wanted to bring up the whole Star Wars thing is their battle plan seemed like the same battle plan that the Rebels were using to blow up the Death Star. It, it seemed that way. Kind of. I got nothing. I don't know enough about Star Wars. <laughs> Inertia, do you got anything? You wanna, do, you, do you want to add anything to the Star <laughs> Wars conversation? No, I've got nothing to add. Okay. All right. Then we will continue... Um, it is Matthew's turn, right? Uh, correct, sir. Uh, we learned what was on the mind of that Valkyr warrior. All right, here we go. I could do wonders for that boy. I would recharge his capacitators, stimulate his solenoid, tingle, dingle, dangle, 
strangle his transistors. You know, sex. <laughs> I can't imagine what it must be like. Stick with me. You'll get an education. Oh, God. <laughs> so. Space porn without the sex. I swear to God. I am. Dingle, dangle. <laughs> I'm aroused. It was like a, it was like a, a Dr. Seuss story. <laughs> for adults. Yeah, for adults. All right. So Inertia has the final clip. What do you got? Um, we learned how Sador conducts his interrogation. How many ships do the Akira have? And what are their capabilities? If I told you that, it would give you an unfair advantage. This is my surgeon, Daco. Daco is expert at inflicting pain while keeping the patient alive. It is good to have skills. <laughs> so basically in that part of the galaxy for the evil people there was no such thing as the um what's the doctor's thing uh do no harm what's that called inertia Hi- um hippocratic oath yes yeah so basically this know. doctor doesn't believe in the hippocratic oath because He's gonna. He gets off on inflicting pain. At least that's what, uh, according to Sador, he gets off on inflicting pain. <laughs> and Matt is just shaking his head. Point. Matt. Matt just doesn't. Just uh, has no words for this movie at all. The show has reached a new low. Yeah. All right. Okay. Maybe the test will will make it better. We've got the test coming up. Also, the class notes section. Before we uh, continue, though, got to let you know that you can subscribe to this podcast by clicking the iTunes logo on our website, galacticnetcasts.com. You can also fill out the email form that is scattered throughout the website. And once you do, you'll get an email sent back to you whenever we post a brand new episode with a link to said episode. Also, along the top menu, there are links to our Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts, all at galacticnetcast.com, and we lost Matt. Matt is gone. Matt disappeared. I don't think he likes doing the show anymore, Inertia, so he just left. <laughs> it, it's, it's my fault, and I apologize for it. No, it's not your <laughs> fault. He's just he's difficult anyways, so... Let's see if he's here. Yep, he's there. So I'm going to bring you over. He's, he's stretching. He was stretching. Uh, are, you, are you done stretching, Matt? I was never stretching. Spreecast has a vendetta against me, and now I'm on the bottom. <laughs> I am co-founder of this show. I noted. Yes. <sighs> That's what you get for not having any input on the Star Wars conversation, Matt. We're putting you below. I didn't either. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, you're the guest, I, so I need to wear glasses like you two and be like, hmm, Shut up. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you realize just a monocle? Do you realize <laughs> Matt, do you realize the kind of website that this uh, podcast is on? It's all geek stuff. I am a geek and therefore I do geek stuff. So you, I'm a geek too, just not with sci fi. <sighs> Someday we'll change that. 
someday. Dave, I really need a hug. This is, you know, Can I get a hug you know what? This is my way of of transforming you into a sci-fi geek by making you watch all these stupid movies. Uh, <laughs> all right, my life. All right, let's uh, let's move on here uh, to class notes, and we have a sound effect for that, and here it is. All right, so we already mentioned this. Uh, there were a lot of sound effects stolen from uh, 1970s TV shows, like, for instance, the original Battlestar Galactica. I thought the ships and other man-made objects in the movie looked pretty... Uh... Did yeah, so- I censored you, Did somebody... Sir. Somebody... That was you? You're messing with the document. Yeah. No, I censored your naughty foul language. What was the word I used? <laughs> Ass. Oh, ass? <laughs> nothing wrong with ass. What are you talking about? I was just screwing with you. I wanted to see what you would do when that, you came upon this. You know what? That did throw me off, I have to say. Yeah, I'm going to start. I'm going to prank you real bad now from here on out. <laughs> I actually thought about doing that. <laughs> Way to beat me to it, Matt. You would. Yes! I got to. I got to. I have to uh, revoke your editing privileges on the on these documents you're gonna ground me you're gonna ground me dad you're gonna make me stay in my room this shut morning? up shut up <laughs> all right so i already mentioned the similarities to star wars um and there was kind of a weird sense of humor in this movie i think that kind of goes to the whole porno in space without the sex aspect um there was a sexual tension between everybody yeah yeah there was Definitely. When, I mean, one of the first things that they did, they were trying to, um, they were trying to get Shad to, to mate with the android girl, and then later on, there she was like, "Oh, sometimes there's three of us, and sometimes there's four. And he's like, "Nope, there's two. There's two by us." <laughs> he was probably like, "Damn, there's only two in here. They have three and four. And then there oh, was, <laughs> and then there was what's her face uh, telling what's her face about sex. Who that girl didn't know anything about sex? I should know these That's characters funny. by now. Um, what was her name? Um, Saint, Saint X Men or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. The, the Valkyrie. Boobs McGee. Boobs McGee. <laughs> Boobs McGee the Valkyrie. <laughs> That's how we'll yeah. refer her to or refer her. <laughs> Boobs McGee. Yes. <laughs> Maynard Jones. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So class, you guys no- started it. so class notes, anything you guys want to add to this section of the show? Not really notes-wise. I have some, some trivia that I added. So oh. <laughs> for once, I'll actually wait till the trivia section to say it. All right. Inertia, <laughs> you got any class notes you want to add? Um, not, not really. I was kind of amused at the, uh, the Nestor when they were eating the hot dog, though. I don't remember that scene. Oh, 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 okay. So it was, they had never had that food before, and, and Space Cowboy said, here, try a hot dog, and they all freaked out. They thought it was the best thing yeah. in the world. Okay, yeah, I do remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, because he's like, there's no dog in there. For all he knows, there is dog in there. Yeah. Some kind of dog. That was, that was one of those scenes where Space Cowboy brought his Earth... Folksy, folkiness, folksiness—is it folksiness or folkiness? I don't know. 
I'd say folkiness, but Folk- I don't honestly know. Folkiness. Uh, earth folkiness to uh, the rest it's, of the... It's folkiness. Okay. Folkiness. Sorry. That almost sounds dirty in a way. Uh, that was one of the scenes like... The, this is the movie. Yeah, you can kind of... You can say the same thing about his his belt that dispensed liquor. He made the, the mixed drink with uh, his belt. All right, so uh, you guys ready for the test? I think so. Don't answer so all at once. <laughs> sure, why not? Let's go. All right. How are we going about this hand-raising business? Okay. Since we have Inertia joining us today, what we're going to do is I'll, of course, ask the question, and the first person to raise their hand gets to answer first. And if you get the answer wrong, the other person can steal it. All right? Do you guys understand? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. You know this is going to lead to arguments, right? It's going to lead to arguments in what way? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because both our hands are going to go up at the same time. You're going to call on one of us. The other is going to be like, my okay. hands up first. Uh, all right. So. So Casey in the exactly. chat, Casey in the chat room, please monitor the situation as well. And if um, he'll be he'll he'll be the uh, the tiebreaker in our in argument in cases of argument. All right. Oh, all right. Here we go. Fail. Are you guys ready? Forty-two. Okay. Exactly. Here we go. Question number one. After I do this, stand by. What is the name of the device that Sador claims to be the most powerful weapon in the universe? This is multiple choice, by the way. Multiple choice. Ah, damn you and your multiple choices. Well, if you have the answer already, Matt, do you have the answer? Can I? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the Stellar Converter. Okay. That's my guess. That is correct. If you, if you know it, you don't have to wait for the multiple choice. That's the other rule I probably should have revealed to you guys. Oh, okay. I, I apologize. Okay. Do I have to wait till the question is over to raise my hand? Uh, no. If you know it right, if you know it before I'm done ask, asking it, then go ahead. Raise your hand All if, right. if you're sure. So not only do I need to beat inertia to to raise my hand, but I have to defend my honor in the chat room because Casey ties with her every time. <laughs> All right. It's not it's not difficult to beat me because I, <laughs> I was, don't remember most of these. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that you can brown eyes and boyish good looks. I'm hoping that you can be a little competition inertia because he Matt always wins these <laughs> and it's I can't make the questions any harder because these movies are so stupid that there's no such thing as harder <laughs> questions. It's not just a hat rack, Dave. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt's kind of smart too, so you know. All right, question number two. This, this is not a multiple choice. This is a straight-out answer. Question number two. What is the name of the space station where Shad went after leaving Akir? What is the... Ah! Matt. Uh, Hephaestus. Holy crap, dude. How, I, how, how do you know that? How the hell? Um, I'm friggin' smart. Wow. Okay, you know, I really don't know. You know what, Inertia? He just watched it like just like an hour ago. So (laughs) 
that might that might That's, have something to do with it. I leave Maybe. work early on Mondays to watch the movies for the podcast. <laughs> All right. Ah, yeah, I haven't watched it since like last week. Yeah, I've, it's been a yeah, week. Yeah, that's my fault. It's Sorry, been, team. Yeah, good job getting sick, Matt. Oh. All right, here we go. Question number three. This is straight answer two. In this movie, we meet the race known as the Kelvin. How do they communicate? They're called Kelvin. Inertia. Um, through body temperature? Yes, yes, congratulations, yes, yes, yes! Hey, hang on. <laughs> hang on. My sound effect's not ready. <laughs> yes, the correct answer. <laughs> the correct answer is in degrees of heat. All right. So, it's two to one, Matt. Two to one, Matt. Question four. This is a multiple choice. What is the name of the gods of Akir, who they constantly referred to in this movie? What is the name of the... I think they were like gods or the, the people they always referred to for their sage wisdom. And the uh, multiple choice answers are A, the Varta, B, the Barja, or C, the Darmok. A, uh, Inertia. A. Yes. So now you guys are tied. Matt, oh. having some competition finally. I wanted to give her a few so she could boost her confidence. Okay, so you're letting her Thanks, you're Matt. letting her <laughs> tie with you. Okay, I see how you are. Yeah, you, you got to let women feel better about themselves. <laughs> wow. All I need is a hug. I <laughs> Asked for hugs. No one's giving me hugs. I will give you a hug. All right. Start throwing things. So so this one's going to be really easy, and it's going to be a matter of speed. So you guys ready? All right. What drink did Space Cowboy dispense from his belt? Inertia. Whiskey and Coke with ice cubes. Close enough. It's actually scotch and soda, but scotch is whiskey, right? Oh, close enough. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, scotch is aged whiskey. Okay. All right. This is crap. <laughs> I'm gonna appeal. I'm gonna repeal this loss if I lose. See, How many questions are left. Yeah, you've had it too. You've had it too easy for too long, Matt. You've just been coasting. You've been sailing. All right. I'm here to keep you on your toes. He, well, what do you think 99% of my college career has been? <laughs> Posting and Google searches. Uh, inertia is... Uh, well, I had something I was going to say. What was it again? Oh, Inertia is here to keep you honest, Matt. I hate that. I hate that saying, by the way. I don't know why I said no it. No woman can keep me honest. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I'm not really 40. All right. We have two questions left. <laughs> And this is a straight answer, not a multiple choices time. What side of the face was Sador's scar? What side of the face was Sador's scar? <laughs> Matt. Sorry, I make sounds when I do stuff too. It was his left. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I hurt myself that time. So we're coming down <laughs> to this is a make it or break it. You guys are tied All up. Right. This is the this is the, the the winning answer right here, winning question. 
Are you guys ready? Yeah, uh, look, Matt, are you using Google? Because you're looking down. No. I'm looking down to read the chat box. <laughs> I should make you guys hold your hands up hand. during. But then you couldn't raise your hand then. Yeah, you can't raise your hand. All right. That's not a control. Do All I right. really need to do this? Okay, so <clears throat> the tension is is thick. Here we go. Final question. What weapon did the Malmori use which made the ears of their Akiran enemies bleed? Was it A, and this is the name of the weapon, A, sonic wave rifles, B, frequency grenades, or C, sonar tank? A, sonic wave rifles, B, frequency inertia. A? I could be wrong. I want to say it was Sonic. <laughs> so, Matt, um, this is going to, this, 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 okay, I have a, this is a tough call here because if you get it wrong, nobody wins this. It's a, it remains a tie. We go back to, do we stick with ties? Yeah, we're going to have to stick with ties. <sighs> All right. You ready? What's your answer? I, I don't. I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with B because I don't remember seeing a paint in this movie. <laughs> All right. So nobody wins. <laughs> Bummer. So it, it's a tie. <sighs> it's like a hockey game. <laughs> Did you go to sadtrombone.com? I have to ask. What? What? So did you go to sadtrombone.com? There's a website called sadtrombone.com? Really? I, yeah, and all it does is wah, 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 wah. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's all it does. There's no other variation of it. That's the only thing it does. That's the only thing it does. That is so weird. There's um, we, there's websites like that. that there's, it just, the website is one thing and one thing only. That's crazy. You're gonna say what? Do you, what were you gonna say, Inertia? That was it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. So uh, no winner this week, unfortunately. Um, so I don't know if if uh, Inertia returns again in following episodes. I don't know how we're gonna uh, work your record. So maybe we don't even keep track of the record anymore. That's maybe a possibility. I don't know. Yeah, that's. Fine. But uh, for now, I clearly dominated you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even not even close. I mean, you guys weren't even tied most of the game. All right, all right. So, but for now, let's put that in your your tie column. Uh, just put it uh, put it in your record for now, and we'll see how it goes. We'll we'll make a determination later on. All right. So uh, all right. before we uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, Got to let you guys know that you can listen to this show and our other podcasts on the Galactic Netcast Network via the Stitcher Smart Radio app for your iPhone, your Android phone, your BlackBerry, or WebOS phones. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. You can find it in your app store, or if you're a brand new customer, we prefer that you go this way. Go to stitcher.com slash Galactic Netcasts and enter the promo code Galactic Netcasts for a chance to win 
a $100 cash card. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. All right, so uh, we just have one thing left to do, and that is trivia. And uh, Matt, you uh, added to the trivia this week. So what did you add? What do you have? What do you got? What do you uh, got for us? Robert Vaughn. When I first saw him, I remember seeing him in the movie Basketball, which is like a personal favorite of mine. So I Wikipedia'd him, and his the last three movies he was in was Joe's Apartment, which was uh, I can't even remember the guy's name that was in it, but about the dude with the cockroaches. Yeah, that uh, uh, Joe's Apartment. Jo- Joe's Apartment began as a short on MTV when they used to play those things between commercials. And then they made it a full-length movie. Yeah, when they used to play music, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, which was like a, a dick and fart joke movie. And Basketball was by the guys who did South Park, which was also a dick and fart joke. And then the last movie he did was Pootie Tang. <laughs> what the hell is... What is Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang is a guy it has who's one to words. Yeah. It's... You have to watch it. I can't even describe what Pootie Tang is about. Okay, I'll take yeah. I'll take your word for it. I, I don't know it's if I'm in the league all its own. I just re- I remember like every movie has the, the the movie announcer guy, but Pootie Tang had its own, and the, and the, it was like this really Pootie Tang ready PG thirteen. <laughs> all I remember about Pootie <laughs> Tang when the commercials were on TV. What year did it come out? Uh, not soon enough. <laughs> so inertia you said that wanda sykes was in this or one of you guys said wanda sykes was in this holy crap it was directed uh, yeah no yeah. inertia said that um it came out in 2001 it was directed by louis ck the stand-up comedian it was written by him also wow uh wanda sykes was in it robert vaughn chris rock was in it holy crap it was also an mtv films that's some deep trivia you got there that's pretty cool I have I've never heard of Pootie Tang. I'm gonna have to uh, look it up, oh do, God. do some research on it. Uh, <laughs> it's so out of control. All right, the Wikipedia for it. So, um, you got some more, right? Or no, no, oh, no. That was it. Okay, that was okay, okay. Uh, my trivia: uh, several of the effect shots and clips were reused for other films throughout the 1980s, including bachelor party which um i learned later on that there was a clip from this film that they showed in a theater in a scene in bachelor party so you couldn't really (laughs) you really couldn't uh use an actual scene in the movie bachelor party it was a movie they were watching in a theater in a scene in bachelor party um not only are the uh, effects and spaceships reused in Space Raiders, a movie called Space Raiders, but the entire James Horner score is used as well. So basically, what's his face, the director of this? What's his name again? Um, Roger Corman likes to reuse things a lot. And you know what? This is not something that you could get away with these days, I'm afraid. or I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm glad that the, you can't get away with these things anymore. <laughs> Uh, because moviegoers, I think, are a lot smarter than they used to be. They they could probably catch things like this a lot easier than back in the 1980s. Are you serious? When I see some of the movies that come out, I think people are drastically getting dumber. Yeah, that's true. 
But for, you know, for little things like this, like you reusing scenes, I don't think that filmmakers would do this anymore. It's just, it's, they, they uh, uh, I'm sure they do. Really? Oh, no, they de- They definitely do. There's, um, on Reddit, if you'd ever go on Reddit, you probably shouldn't start now because there goes days and days and days. No, I've got an account. Um, I've got a Reddit whatever account. Whatever else in a while. Never hear from Dave oh, again. Yeah. Dave disappeared into <laughs> the world of Reddit. Um, there was, uh, from Transformers 3, there's like a side-by-side from another movie of like the exact same scene. And you see this stuff like that on there all the time. Wow, okay. All right. I'm I'm wrong then. <sighs> I love proving you wrong. <sighs> you just feel smarter, don't you? Not really. Okay. Uh, the spaceship... Co- version of a hug. <laughs> the, <sighs> the spaceship corridors uh, were made out of spray-painted McDonald's containers. That's kind of interesting. Robert Vaughn's <laughs> Robert Vaughn's laser shot was based on Clint Eastwood's 44 Magnum for Dirty Harry. That's kind of interesting. Naturally. Each of the seven spaceships had its own sound. The Nestor ship was made from human voices generated by a choir. Robert Vaughn's ship was based on recording of a dragster. Really? Okay. Um, Gelt is modeled closely after the character Lee from the Magnificent... Mag- Why do I have trouble saying that word, that name? Magnificent Seven? Magnificent? Mag- Magnificent Seven. Uh, both of whom were played by Robert Vaughn. So basically, Robert Vaughn did the same movie twice. And uh, some of Gelt's dialogue is lifted almost verbatim from the Magnificent Seven. So I'm really curious... <laughs> Shut up! I'm going to take you off the podcast, Matt, if you don't watch it. Uh, oh, man. That means you're going to free up an hour and 45 minutes of my day where I don't have to watch sci-fi. <laughs> Thank God. I was waiting for a chance to get out of this stupid podcast. <sighs> I didn't want to make him cry by saying I didn't want to do it anymore. So I just... <laughs> All right. So that is it for the trivia. Um, and our we actually have one more piece of the puzzle here. Got to ask you guys both, if you could, what would you do to make this film, make this movie better? What was the one thing, what, what is one or two things you would do to make the film better? Um, maybe a bigger budget. <laughs> I mean, the story is pretty bad, but I feel like if you can cover the story in some, some nice effects and not terrible costumes... Maybe rewrite the entire script so that it's not a softcore <laughs> porno. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, okay. Going back to something that we had talked about in a um, a text message chat earlier today. You know, I think this movie could have been better if uh, if it was just sped up a little bit and maybe a few scenes taken out. I think you could have told the same story in a much shorter form. Don't you guys think? Yeah, no, there was definitely, yeah. and that's like in most movies you make me watch, it's like you can cut out, okay, so if the movie's an hour and a half long, you can cut out an hour and still tell <laughs> the same story and save me a lot of time. Well, you can, you know, if you go onto YouTube, you can find a lot of movies that are already edited or any any place on the internet. If you do a Google search, I'm sure that you can find the edited version 
of films like this. Like there's a there's an edited version of 2001: A Space Odyssey, which is begging, which begs for an edit because there's so many scenes in that movie where it's just, I mean, for five minutes before the film starts, there's a blank screen with music. What's the point? You know. Um, so maybe next time. Are there words on the screen. No, there's nothing. There's nothing on the screen but music for the first five minutes of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, so maybe next time that you find a film like this, maybe just do a Google search and find the short version. But then you might miss out on some questions, some some trivia question or some... Uh, well, if you keep bringing inertia in, she's going to beat me to the punch. I'm never going to get any right. My podcast <laughs> trivia question, my, my record's going to go down the tubes. And then this is an eternal, like a direct TV commercial where I lose at trivia, I grow a beard... <laughs> I, I get cats, and then ultimately I end up with an eye patch and sleep in the gutters. <laughs> an eye patch. All because you told me to watch the short version of YouTube for these crappy movies. <laughs> that would be awesome. I want to see you in an eye patch. <laughs> with your ho- you really your homeless dog. Find an eye patch. Your homeless dog we- wearing a bi- wearing an eye patch too. On the other side. <laughs> Whatever. I've for everyone. Three bunnies. <laughs> All right. So, Inertia, do you have anything to add to this? If if you could make the movie, what would you do different? Um, not make it. <laughs> not make it. There you go. <laughs> done and done. We solved it. <laughs> solved million in movie problems. Canada. <laughs> what about Canada, Matt? No, um. <laughs> I think we already mentioned it earlier was uh getting rid of the space cowboy for one. Yep. Um I'm I'm trying to think of what else. We would change the design of the ship to not look like a cross <laughs> between a couple of things. You know, by the way like a hammerhead. <laughs> by the way, I'm gonna have to make this episode explicit thanks to you guys. Both you guys <laughs> Both I, you guys potty mouths. I didn't swear once. I stopped myself from saying it. I, I used the scientific said. term. Thank you. But you said you <laughs> yeah. said but Matt, you said dick. For that, it's gotta Oh yeah. Dick and fart. Yeah, it's dick dick dickity dick dick. <laughs> damn fart damn. All right. Let's might as well let him go now. Let's let's wrap it up before this we turn to F and S words here. Um all right, so next week, next week is the episode that you've all been waiting for. This is the payback for. Uh, well, this is this is the um, this is the bet that I lost. Only one I've looked forward to. So we're not doing a science fiction film next week. Uh, next week's movie is the nineteen. Well, it's not a. There's tra- some science fiction in this. It's not a traditional science fiction film. Let's just leave it at that. Um, it's the 1989 Weird Al Yankovic movie UHF, starring Michael Richards. This is not. This is not a movie. This is a diamond. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. I've never seen it. I've never seen this movie. I've seen it like oh in the video God. store. I've seen it on Netflix. I've never actually watched it though. So I'm a, a newbie to I this. I used to be a huge Weird Al fan when I was younger, so 
the movie, well, when I realized this movie existed, it was probably like the late 90s, but oh, such a funny movie. But I'm also a sucker for this kind of comedy, so. All right. So, um, Inertia, inertia um, I'm going to... I'm going to put this out here right now. If you want to come back, you're more than welcome to come back cool. next week. What? I didn't get... You didn't ask me if it was okay if you came and hung out. <laughs> okay, who I do, live here, too. All right, who does all the work on this damn podcast? On this damn podcast? Who, who, who <laughs> provides comic relief? That's the only thing you do, Matt. Wow. <laughs> um. All right, so that is it for the Sci-Fi Film School podcast. Where can people find you guys on the internet? Do you guys both have you guys both have Twitter accounts? What's the what's your Twitter IDs? What's your handles on Twitter? Um, I recently <laughs> changed mine to Matt the Lifeguard because it was funnier. Matt, really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone's like, "Hey, I dare you to do this," and I was like, "Okay," so I did it. And the sinking ship is Google Plus. Uh, it, it, okay, no, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Uh-oh. Google Plus is not yeah, a sinking ship. I live on Google Plus, so shut your dirty mouth. Shut it. Don't say anything more bad Whoa. things about Google Plus. Uh, I will slap you across the internet. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That, it just got real in here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, so before we actually break out into fight, into a fight here, um, let's wrap this thing up. Episode 23 of the Sci-Fi Film School podcast in the books. Thanks for joining us, guys. Until next time. <laughs> next time. Mm. You stay classy. Bye. This has been a presentation of Galactic Netcasts. To subscribe to this and our other podcasts, go to galacticnetcasts.com.